0: Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning, hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am a certified elder law attorney with my primary office being in Cranberry Township. And we do this radio show each and every week um, to give you the information I think you need to know uh, to make good estate planning decisions for yourself, your family, your finances. Um, I've always been of the opinion that if we focus on the finance first, um, we'll be able to, uh, if we if we focus on the education first, then we'll be able to good, make good financial and legal decisions uh, in, in the best interest of your your family. So I've been doing this radio show. We're well over 100 episodes at this point. Um, and there's tons of information. You can find all the links uh, to all the past episodes at sechlerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. Uh, and you'll find all types of videos and different information. Uh, and if the things that I talk about here are of any interest to you, you ought to check out one of our upcoming estate planning workshops uh, where we take a deeper dive on things like wills and trusts and how you can protect yourself from some of these harsh governmental rules, uh, particularly the ones that have to do with um, long-term care and how do you get your long-term care. And so, uh, But remember, this show is for your education. It is for your information. Uh, do not make legal decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. Um, if you need some legal help, reach out. We're available anytime at 724 546 4227. Again, 724 546 4227. All right. So sometimes I, I come uh, to the show wanting to talk about like a specific legal issue. Uh, sometimes it's more current event. And, and this week is going to be one uh, that's more current event. You know, if one of the headlines this past week. Uh, was about a a childhood hero of mine, at least in the you know, in, in the movie industry, and that's Bruce Willis. Um so I grew up in the age where in my formative years, Bruce Willis was just killing bad guys and was the man's man um and probably had you know, some deep rooted um Influence on my decision to eventually like join the military and do some different things, and and so I, I can remember, I don't, I didn't look up the years, but I was yeah, let's let's just say it was around my my formative years, my puberty years, whatever, ten to fourteen years old when when Bruce Willis was making these these movies like Die Hard, right? Um, and he uh, he was just like I, I imagine that Bruce Willis to me was kind of like one of these guys like. Um, you know, I I don't know. Um, John Wayne might have been to my to my dad, right? And 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 so the the news about Bruce Willis this week follows up some news uh, from last year where he was having some some aphasia, some um, some challenge with speaking and and comprehensive language and different things. And now it comes out that that was caused by what's called frontotemporal uh dementia which is a uh which is a a really aggressive um form of dementia and this like to me when i when i read the article in the last couple of days here was like man you know it it it, it, to me was a bit of a wake-up call because he's the tough guy right um he, he's got the one-liners. He probably has the first movie where I ever heard the MF uh, curse word put together, um, yippee Kaye then those words. And, you know, he, like he he was this, like, guy that always, in my mind, I, when I would think about him, he was obviously an intelligent and still is an intelligent um Actor, but but just an idol in a way. And here he is suffering at a very young age with this thing called frontotemporal uh, dementia. So so, what is it? And you know, and, and one of the crazy things about this particular um, ailment, as compared to say like Alzheimer's disease, is it actually hits people at a younger age. Um, the condition typically um, strikes between the ages of forty-five and sixty-four, um, so we're not talking about people in their eighties with this form of dementia. It's hitting it's hitting younger people, and early, just like what is you know apparently been happening with with Bruce Willis, um, it causes challenges with communication. And another thing that it has been my experience in in working with with uh, my clients who deal with this is it it it. It creates challenging behavioral issues. Um, the person that has it no longer behaves the way that they used to, and oftentimes um, it causes them to, to do things that would appear out of character, um, angry, mean um, type things. And and, and it, it really is a, um, a difficult issue, not only for the patient, but also for the family that has to take care of them. Um, and unlike dementia, uh, unlike uh, Alzheimer's Association, which has some treatments to um, at least slow down the impacts of the disease, um, there's not much that they have to deal with with what's called FTD, frontotemporal dementia. And so it's really, you know, my thought goes out to him. My thought goes out to his family. But you know, I saw a statement that was put out by his family, and the the family said that we hope that this, you know, by us releasing this, that it causes, um, some awareness of this issue, um, and, you know, could maybe lead to some research and whatnot. And and what I want to do is use this terrible instance as a way to bring awareness to the fact that, uh, we're not immune to these things. You know, dementia is just not something that happens, um, only in people 85 years and, and older. Um, dementia happens to the tough guys too and knowing that you know i've shared on the radio show a whole bunch of times that the reason i do what i do is because my grandfather who was an alzheimer's uh patient um back in the late 90s early 2000s ended up losing ended up having dementia and ended up having to go to a nursing home where he lived for 10 years um and you know nursing homes today's rates are about around pennsylvania between 13 and 14 thousand dollars a month right so you, you take thirteen fourteen thousand 14 thousand dollars a month and multiply it by 12 months we're talking about one hundred and sixty thousand bucks a year uh in a nursing home and and you know this to me is a situation where we are like we our country our, our government system our health care system for seniors is fundamentally failing people because you don't get any financial help for long-term care until uh, you're essentially broke, right? Um, which which is not the case with other issues. You know, if if we were talking about um, someone who has cancer, cancer is terrible. Dementia is terrible. They're all terrible. But somebody who has cancer and is over sixty-five years old their care is largely paid for by medicare see most seniors rely on medicare for their health care medicare is in the acute care business Um, medications surgeries hospitalizations Um, so uh, you know if if i have a type of cancer that may be treated with a type of surgery and i'm over 65 well that care is going to be paid for by Medicare now, co-insurance, co-pays, yeah, but Medicare is doing the heavy lifting. But if the healthcare issue I eventually have um, is results in the need for custodial long-term care, like a nursing home, Medicare doesn't pay for that. Um, so we're treating people with dementia differently than we're treating people with cancer, and I just I don't understand why there's any virtue in that. Um, Shouldn't we just take care of our seniors when they're sick? But, you know, that's not what happens. And so no one other than, you know, no one's trying to fix this. If, you, if you, This is not a partisan issue. There's no side in Congress saying let's fix this with any real gusto. They're, they're not trying to fix it. Um, and so if you, you listen to what the Alzheimer's Asso- uh, Association is saying, and if you can take an example like Bruce Willis getting dementia in his early years as lessons that we can learn, because what the Alzheimer's Association is telling us is that one in three seniors will have dementia. One in three. It's, not, it's We're not talking about one in 20 or one in 10. We're talking about one in three. And, you know, if one in three of us are going to have dementia and... <clears throat> nursing homes are $160,000 a year, what then must be true is that families are going broke um, because middle-class families – I don't know what today's definition from a net worth standpoint equals a middle-class family, but I can tell you my understanding of middle-class families is you can't take $160,000 annual hits for very long before – you're dead broke, right? Um and and so we have a situation and I can tell you that it's occurring because because people come to my office all the time in this situation where they've had a nursing home admission and they're going through their money and they want to know is there anything we can do to protect money because maybe um we're talking about a married couple and maybe dad is the one in the nursing home and maybe mom like consider consider Bruce Willis's situation. I don't know how old his wife is. But if Bruce is in his 60s and his wife is in her 60s, um, she may live another 30 years, right? And now, I don't think that we have to worry about Bruce Willis and his financial situation. But if you take a guy that lives up the street from you in his 60s and his wife is in her 60s and maybe he has this terrible ailment and he may need some sort of custodial long-term care for years, um, what position does that leave his wife in? Um, you know, a lot of times, and a lot of times in, in, of times in, in uh, with baby boomers in particular. Listen, the, the American baby boomer owns their money in in two places. It is in their home equity, and it is in retirement accounts, IRAs, four hundred one ks, four hundred three bs. Yeah, there are other assets that they own, life insurance contracts, annuities, different investment accounts, but far and wide, most of the baby boomer money is in home equity and retirement accounts. And retirement accounts are individually owned, right? It's an IRA. It's my account. But when I pass away, I leave it to my spouse. Um, And then it's her account, right? They're not joint. Um, And what happens is, in a lot of cases families have most of their net investment their, their investments in one spouse's name generationally speaking baby boomers most of it is in the husband's name he was probably the higher wage earner um and the when he gets sick if we had not bruce willis the hollywood movie star but if we had bruce willis the guy who lives up the street um get sick with dementia and the retirement account is in his name, that is fully available for his long-term care. So not only are we paying thirteen dollars or $14,000 a month in long-term care, we are also paying income taxes to get the money out of the retirement account to pay the thirteen dollars or $14,000 a month in long-term care. And people are going broke. Uh, and it's scary, scary stuff. And And so... If you would like to learn more about what you can do about it, I suggest you come to one of our Three Secrets workshops uh, where we talk about long-term care, we talk about estate planning tools like wills and trusts, and we talk about how you can get really good estate planning without breaking the bank. This does not have to be, you know, one one of the reasons that I've seen people not doing good estate plan is it was too expensive. I knew that there was this option but it was like nine thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars and we couldn't spend that much money um and so um we have we've been working on that and and we've been able to do this type of planning way more reasonably priced um and there's really no reason now to not consider this but what you have to do is you have to become educated on these options nobody's going to do this for you folks um You have to come to one of the seminars. You have to learn about it. You have to understand, oh, there's a thing I could do where all I really have to do is put my house in a trust and I can protect significant money from long-term care expenses. Um, And I can make sure that my spouse still has a home to live in and I can make sure that my spouse uh, has some money in the bank. And all I really needed to do was put my house in a trust. And once you realize that um, maybe – Maybe that's that's what you need to to take the steps uh, to protect yourself, protect your fun, uh, your funds and, and your family. Um, I've done other episodes of, about the nuances of asset protection trusts. Not every trust protects assets. You, you need to work with somebody that's in the elder law uh, industry that knows what they're doing. But when um, you know, if, if the things that I'm saying, if the things that that we can we can learn from mr willis going through this issue is is this here's my take um one you're not going to prevent your need for long-term care i mean there are things you can do to live healthier but from what i understand bruce willis lived pretty healthy life you know he's always in shape um the you know so even the tough guys get long get um dementia right um and so when it happens, if it happens, when it happens, we're all going to have some so, sort of health care issue. When it happens, we can't really prevent the fact that we're we're going to get sick, and when you get sick, that impacts you in a number of ways right it It impacts you from the need for care. I mean it, you just flat out may need um, more people around you, you may need some form of medication, you may need to change your living arrangement you may need to to change a lot if you need if you have one of these issues. The second thing is it, it impacts a family at a social level, right? Um, you know, frontotemporal dementia often works to cause behavioral issues in, its, in, in the victims and in, in patients. Um, and those behavioral issues can get ugly. And so then now dad is saying this to mom or dad did this thing. And it's not – it's not – dad that we've known for 60 years driving this behavior it's this disease and but it's kind of hard to separate the two and it impacts the way that spouses see their husband it impacts the way the kids see their dad it impacts and it impacts on a more social level mom is stressed the heck out in a lot of these situations um and so then you look at other arrangements right but now dad's in a nursing home and i have never met I have never met a spouse who didn't feel guilty when the sick spouse went to a nursing home there's always 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 a level of guilt associated with this um and there shouldn't be because usually that nursing home placement is in best interest uh is in the patient's best interest but there's this like notion that i'm going to keep you at home as long you know forever and and it's just not possible in a lot of situations a lot of these ailments it just doesn't work that way um and so we need more help than mom can provide or maybe mom has her own health care issues in this circumstance and so we got to look at alternative arrangements um and so then from a social level now there's a level of guilt at home there's a level of you know or sometimes maybe it falls on the adult children and you've got the local children Uh, who are here every day and see what's going on and you got the the other child who lives in st louis and he doesn't know or she doesn't know what's going on with dad um and so when the siblings say hey we need to look at nursing homes the person in st louis says no we don't dad's staying at home he said he wants to stay at home yeah but yeah but you don't understand you're not here well we're keeping dad at home and then now there's there's confrontation between um, the kids, and and, and um, you know, and, and sometimes we've seen those relationships fall apart. It's just terrible, terrible stuff, right? Um, but the third component, and the one that really you can you can put in work to to protect yourself from, is that in these situations there is always a financial burden put on the family right? because our government system is failing seniors and so now um you know where if my dad had cancer which i hope he never does his medicare could pay for it Uh, so financially he's okay but if my dad has dementia medicare won't pay for it so now he's financially he's dealing with a terrible illness and financial stress Um, and so the things that you can do often include uh, protecting assets ahead of time which is why we do the three secrets workshops um the the workshop teaches you how these government rules work and then we teach you how um trusts can can help protect resources and we've come up with a way where you can protect your family you can protect your house you can protect your money you can make sure that your spouse has a home to live in you can make sure that the kids still receive an inheritance if you understand the rules of the game understanding the rules of the game often means when you get sick, you probably shouldn't own all the resources in your own name. That's just the way that it works. Um, and so uh, we do this radio show in part because we want you to know that these tools exist. Because if you go to a local corny- corner attorney's office and you ask him or her about this stuff, um, you know, there's this thing in the, in, in the legal space where – if you ask if you ask a dozen attorneys uh, what should be in your estate plan, you're going to get one of two responses. The first response will be, listen, you're not super wealthy. All you need is a simple will, okay? Um, now, that response usually comes from two places. One, you went to an attorney who does real estate on Monday, and they do traffic tickets on Tuesday, and they do divorces on Wednesday and they write wills on Thursday and they don't understand Medicaid rules and they don't understand trust. They've never read a trust, but they've written a will before. And so, you know, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so Mr. Middle Class, all you need is a simple will. That's one experience you could have. The other experience you could have, and I've seen it, is you go to an attorney. I don't know if you've noticed this, but some attorneys have pretty big egos. Um, in in the estate planning space, the attorneys with the really, really big egos t- they call themselves high net worth planners like they only want to work with people who have businesses or federally taxable estates, uh, meaning you know north of ten million dollars or even more uh, depending on the year and and um, and that 's the work that they enjoy doing. those are the clients that they enjoy doing so when middle class joe Walks in to the office and you're not one of those guys. Oh, you're not one of those guys. I don't get to do this complicated tax trust. So, um, here's your will, right? And and we'll have the will for you, and you can come sign it next week. And they've never read Medicaid rules. In fact, I've even had some of these attorneys say to me that. <clears throat> They think that this type of planning shouldn't be done. People should pay their own way if they get sick. Well, isn't that handy when you're in your ivory tower office and you work with people who have $10 million all day? Isn't it, isn't it pretty convenient to say, well, you should just pay your own way when, when you don't live in a world where people can't pay their own way? Um, and, or the other experience you could have is you could go to an attorney that does the elder law stuff like we do at the secular law firm and we're going to show you that no you probably don't just want a simple will if you're concerned about these things because simple wills don't protect you from long-term care expenses which for middle-class americans is your biggest financial threat okay for middle class retirees your biggest financial threat is not taxes and it's not probate It is what happens if I get sick, because right now the government system doesn't help you with long-term care needs. They don't help. And if they're not going to help, then maybe I need to be a little bit self-aware and a little bit um, um, take the initiative to protect myself because nobody's looking out for me in this space. Um, and so that often, it looks like putting assets into a trust so that if you need the nursing home, the government system can't take the stuff from you. Um, and I've said that, like, my mission in it with my law firm and with this radio show is to help people protect this, themselves from this. I would love, like, I would love for the result to be that I get put out of business. I would love for them to change the rules and people just don't go broke in nursing homes anymore. Um Put me out of business. That'd be great. But it's not going to happen. No one in Congress is talking about fixing this problem. It is bigger than um, they care to to tackle at this point in time. And so we're at a point in time where the American baby boomer, which is the wealthiest generation in the history of Earth, is now in their senior years. And one in three of them will need dementia, will need long-term care. Um, but no one in three of them will have dementia more than one in three of them will need some form of long-term care Um, maybe we ought to take stock of these these statistics and say yeah okay maybe the guy on the radio has a point we should go check out one of his upcoming workshops where for free he's going to tell us how we can protect ourselves and then he's come up with a way to do the estate planning very affordably so that we can actually get it done Um, and then we can sleep at night knowing that if i get sick which i can't prevent but if i get sick my wife still has a home to live in and still has some money in the bank and my kids will still receive an inheritance because after all i've worked for 40 50 years to retire to save some money so that when we're in our retirement years myself and my spouse have some money in the bank And hopefully there's enough left over when I pass away to give my kids an inheritance so that maybe they don't have to work as long into their senior years. Or maybe they have a chance at upward mobility. Or maybe they have a chance to start a business. Or maybe they have a chance to pay off their house sooner than we did. Um, And I'm going to tell you the only thing, the biggest thing that gets in your way of this is the need for long-term care that's the thing. So listen, come to one of the estate planning workshops. You can register at sechlerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. We'll teach you all about this stuff. We'll tell you how it, how it works, what it costs, all of that. So come to one of the workshops, register online. I look forward to seeing you there. Have a great week.